Section 30 of Sermons on Several Occasions, 3rd through 5th Series. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Sermons on Several Occasions, 3rd through 5th Series, by John Wesley. On Grieving the Holy Spirit grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption ephesians four thirty there can be no point of greater importance to him who knows that it is the holy spirit which leads us into all truth and into all holiness than to consider with what temper of soul we are to entertain his divine presence so as not either to drive him from us or to disappoint him of the gracious ends for which his abode with us is designed which is not the amusement of our understanding but the conversion and entire sanctification of our hearts and lives these words of the apostle contain a most serious and affectionate exhortation to this purpose grieve not the holy spirit of god whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption the title holy applied to the spirit of god does not only denote that he is holy in his own nature but that he makes us so that he is the great fountain of holiness to his church the spirit from whence flows all the grace and virtue by which the stains of guilt are cleansed and we are renewed in all holy dispositions and again bear the image of our creator great reason therefore there was for the apostle to give this solemn charge concerning it and the highest obligation lies upon us all to consider it with the deepest attention which that we may the more effectually do i shall inquire one in what sense the spirit of god is said to be grieved at the sins of men two by what kind of sin he is more especially grieved three I shall endeavor to show the force of the Apostle's argument against grieving the Holy Spirit, by whom we are sealed to the day of redemption. 1. I am first to inquire in what sense the Spirit of God may be said to be grieved with the sins of men. There is not anything of what we properly call passion in God, but there is something of an infinitely higher kind, some motions of His will which are more strong and vigorous than can be conceived by men and although they have not the nature of human passions yet will answer the ends of them by grief therefore we are to understand a disposition in god's will flowing at once from his boundless love to the persons of men and his infinite abhorrence of their sins and in this restrained sense it is here applied to the spirit of god in the words of the apostle and the reason for which it is peculiarly applied to him are first because he is more immediately present with us second because our sins are so many contempts of this highest expression of his love and disappoint the holy spirit in his last remedy and third because by this ungrateful dealing we provoke him to withdraw from us we are said to grieve the holy spirit by our sins because of his immediate presence with us they are more directly committed under his eye and are therefore more highly offensive to him 
he is pleased to look upon professing christians as more peculiarly separated to his honour nay we are so closely united to him that we are said to be one spirit with him and therefore every sin which we now commit besides its own proper guilt carries in it a fresh and infinitely high provocation know ye not your own selves saith st paul that your bodies are the temples of the holy ghost and how are they so but by his inhabitation and intimate presence with our souls when therefore we set up the idols of earthly inclinations in our hearts which are properly his altar and bow down ourselves to serve those vicious passions which we ought to sacrifice to his will this must needs be in the highest degree offensive and grievous to him for what concord is there between the holy spirit and belial or what agreement hath the temple of god with idols we grieve the holy spirit by our sins because they are so many contempts of the highest expression of his love and disappoint him in his last remedy whereby he is pleased to endeavour our recovery and thus every sin we now commit is done in despite of all his powerful assistances in defiance of his reproofs an ungrateful return for infinite loving-kindness as the holy spirit is the immediate minister of god's will upon earth and transacts all the great affairs of the church of christ if while he pours out the riches of his grace upon us he finds them all unsuccessful no wonder if he appeals to all the world in the words of the prophet against our ingratitude and now o ye men of judah judge between me and my vineyard what could have been done more to my vineyard that i have not done in it wherefore when i looked that it should bring forth grapes brought it forth wild grapes these and many more such which we meet with in the holy scriptures are the highest expressions of the deepest concern such as imply the utmost unwillingness to deal severely even with those whom yet by all the wise methods of his grace he could not reform the holy spirit here represents himself as one who would be glad to spare sinners if he could and therefore we may be sure it is grievous to him that by their sins they will not suffer him for men thus to disappoint the holy spirit of love for that too is his peculiar title to make him thus wait that he may be gracious and pay attendance on us through our whole course of folly and vanity and to stand by and be a witness of our stubbornness with the importunate offers of infinite kindness in his hands is a practice of such a nature that no gracious mind can hear the thoughts of it it is an argument of god's unbounded mercy that he is pleased to express that he is only grieved at that his indignation does not flame out against those who are thus basely ungrateful and consume them in a moment it was such ingratitude as this in the jews after numberless experiences of his extraordinary mercies towards them that made infinite love at last turn in bitterness to reward them according to their doings as we find the account given by the prophets in the most affecting and lively manner and surely considering the much greater obligations he hath laid on us who enjoy the highest privileges we may be sure that our sinful and untoward behaviour will 
at last be as great as the mercies we have abused there is no doubt but god observes all the sons of men and his wrath abides on every worker of iniquity but it is the unfaithful professor who has known his pardoning love that grieves his holy spirit which implies a peculiar baseness in our sins a man may be provoked indeed by the wrongs of his enemy but he is properly grieved by the offences of his friend and therefore besides our other obligations our very near relation to god as being his friends and children would if we had a spark of gratitude in our souls be a powerful restraint upon us in preserving us from evil but if the arguments of this kind are not strong enough to keep us from grieving our best friend the holy spirit of god let us consider that by this ungrateful conduct we shall provoke him to withdraw from us the truth of this almost all who have ever tasted of the good gifts of the holy spirit must have experienced it is to be hoped that we have had some time or other so lively a sense of his holy influence upon us as that when we have been so unhappy as to offend him we could easily perceive the change in our souls in that darkness distress and despondency which more especially follow the commission of wilful and presumptuous sins at those seasons the blessed spirit retired and concealed his presence from us we were justly left to a sense of our own wretchedness and misery till we humbled ourselves before the lord and by deep repentance and active faith obtained a return of divine mercy and peace and the more frequently we offend him the more we weaken his influence in our souls for frequent breaches will necessarily occasion estrangement between us and it is impossible that our intercourse with him can be cordial when it is disturbed by repeated interruptions so a man will forgive his friend a great many imprudences and some wilful transgressions but to find him frequently affronting him all his kindness will wear off by degrees and the warmth of his affection even towards him who had the greatest share of it will die away as he cannot but think that such a one does not any longer either desire or deserve to maintain a friendship with him two i come now to consider by what kinds of sin the holy spirit is more especially grieved these sins are in general such as either at first wholly disappoint his grace of its due effect upon our souls or are afterwards directly contrary to his gracious and merciful assistance of the former sort i shall only mention at present inconsiderateness of the latter sins of presumption the first i shall mention as being more especially grievous to the holy spirit is inconsiderateness and inadvertence to his holy motions within us there is a particular frame and temper of soul a sobriety of mind without which the spirit of god will not concur in the purifying of our hearts it is in our power through his preventing and assisting grace to prepare this in ourselves and he expects we should this being the foundation of all his afterworks now this consists in preserving our minds in a cool and serious disposition in regulating and calming our affections and 
calling in and checking the inordinate pursuits of our passions after the vanities and pleasures of this world the doing of which is of such importance that the very reason why men profit so little under the most powerful means is that they do not look enough within themselves they do not observe and watch the discords and imperfections of their own spirit nor attend with care to the directions and remedies which the holy spirit is always ready to suggest men are generally lost in the hurry of life in the business or pleasures of it and seem to think that their regeneration their new nature will spring and grow up within them with as little care and thought of their own as their bodies were conceived and have attained their full strength and stature whereas there is nothing more certain than that the holy spirit will not purify our nature unless we carefully attend to his motions which are lost upon us while in the prophet's language we scatter away our time while we squander away our thoughts upon unnecessary things and leave our spiritual improvement the one thing needful quite unthought of and neglected there are many persons who in the main of their lives are regular in their conversation and observe the means of improvement and attend upon the holy sacrament with exactness who yet in the intervals of their duties give too great liberty to their thoughts affections and discourse they seem to adjourn the great business of salvation to the next hour of devotion if these professors lose so much in their spiritual estate for want of adjusting and balancing their accounts what then must we think of those who scarce ever bestow a serious thought upon their eternal welfare surely there is not any temper of mind less a friend to the spirit of religion than a thoughtless and inconsiderate one that by a natural succession of strong and vain affections shuts out everything useful from their souls till at length they are overtaken by a fatal lethargy they lose sight of all danger and become insensible of divine convictions and in consequence quite disappoint all the blessed means of restoration if therefore we measure the holy spirit's concern at the sins of men by the degrees of his disappointment we may conclude that there is no state of mind that grieves him more unless that of actual wickedness presumptuous sins are indeed in the highest manner offensive to the holy spirit of god they are instances of open enmity against him and have all the guilt of open rebellion the wilful sinner is not ignorant or surprised but knowingly fights against god's express commandment and the lively full and present conviction of his own mind and conscience so that this is the very standard of iniquity and all other kinds of sins are more or less heinous as they are nearer or farther off from sins of this dreadful nature inasmuch as these imply the greatest opposition to god's will contempt of his mercy and defiance of his justice this if anything can doubtless must so grieve him as to make him wholly withdraw his gracious presence three i come now to show the force of the apostle's argument against grieving the holy spirit because we are sealed to the day of redemption by the day of redemption may be meant either the time of our leaving these bodies at death or of our taking them again at the general resurrection 
though here it probably means the latter in which sense the apostle uses the word in another place waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies and to this day of redemption we are sealed by the holy spirit these three ways by receiving his real stamp upon our souls by being made the partakers of the divine nature by receiving him as a mark of god's property as a sign that we belong to christ and as an earnest and assurance to our own spirits that we have a title to eternal happiness and first we are sealed by the holy spirit of god by our receiving his real stamp upon our souls being made the partakers of his divine nature and meet for the inheritance of the saints in light this is indeed the design of his dwelling in us to heal our disordered souls and to restore that image of his upon our nature which is so defaced by our original and actual corruptions and until our spirits are in some measure thus renewed we can have no communion with him for if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth but by the renewal of our minds in the image of him that created us we are still more capable of his influences and by means of a daily intercourse with him we are more and more transformed into his likeness till we are satisfied with it this likeness of god this conformity of our will and affections to his will is properly speaking holiness and to produce this in us is the proper end and design of all the influences of the holy spirit by means of his presence with us we receive from him a great fullness of holy virtues we take such features of resemblance in our spirits as correspond to his original perfections and thus we are sealed by him in the first sense by way of preparation for our day of redemption and since we are so and our new nature thus grows up under the same power of his hands what do we when we grieve him by our sins but undo and destroy his work we frustrate his designs by breaking down the fences which he had been trying to raise up against the overflowings of corruption so that at last we entirely defeat all his gracious measures for our salvation we are sealed by the holy spirit unto the day of redemption as a sign of god's property in us and as a mark that we belong to christ and this is by his appointment the condition and security of that future happiness into which he will admit none but those who have received the spirit of his son into their hearts but in whomsoever he finds this mark and character when he shall come to judge the world these will he take to himself and will not suffer the destroyer to hurt them to this very purpose the prophet malachi speaking of those who feared god says they shall be mine saith the lord in the day when i take up my jewels that is to say when i set my seal and mark upon them and i will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him now if the holy spirit be the sign the seal and the security of our salvation then by grieving him by our sins we break up this seal with our own hands we cancel our firmest security and as much as in us lies reverse our own title to eternal life besides this the holy spirit within us is the security of our salvation 
he is likewise in earnest of it and assures our spirits that we have a title to eternal happiness the spirit of god beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of god and in order that this inward testimony may be lively and permanent it is absolutely necessary to attend carefully to the secret operation of the holy spirit within us who by infusing his holy consolations into our souls by enlivening our drooping spirits and giving us a quick relish of his promises raises bright and joyous sensations in us and gives a man beforehand a taste of the bliss to which he is going in this sense god is said by the apostle to the corinthians to have sealed us and to have given the earnest of his spirit in our hearts and that earnest not only by way of confirmation of our title to happiness but as an actual part of that reward at present the fullness which we expect hereafter end of section thirty